Humboldt Holding Up is sponsored by Cypress Grove and the North Coast Co-op. And since by clicking on this, you have identified yourself as a person who is not opposed to podcasts, we wanted to let you know that the North Coast Co-op's cheese department has their own podcast, if you can believe it. (laughs) Steph, will you say the name of the co-op's cheese podcast? Because I just can't. I'm actually so excited to say it. It's called Cheese the Day, Andrew. Yes. Yes, it is. One more time. Cheese the day. That's right. Listen to the co-op's resident cheese nerds nerd out hard on cheese. Uh, One more time, Steph. Cheese the day. Find it wherever you find your podcasts. And speaking of cheese, Humboldt Holding Up is also coincidentally enough brought to you by Cypress Grove Cheese, who reminds you that the holidays are a great time to share locally produced products with your far off friends and family. That's right. So why not send your loved ones some cheese like Cypress Grove's award-winning Humboldt Fog, Purple Haze, Midnight Moon, and more. You can find Cypress Grove in local grocery stores or online at cypressgrovecheese.com. And now let's get on with this cheesy podcast. Humboldt Holding Up, your animal loving podcast out of Humboldt County, California. I'm Stephanie McGarry. And I'm Andrew Goff. Uh, today on the show, I think most people are aware of Miranda's Rescue. It is a, a no-kill rescue adoption and sanctuary facility located in Fortuna. And its president and founder is Shannon Miranda, who was uh, kind enough to overcome his tech phobia to join us today just to and we wanted to talk to Shannon just because we, we realized like what a unique uh role that he fills in this community you know he has dealt with thousands of animals and thousands of people over the years um running the sanctuary and so uh you know we we, we assumed that um he has developed an interesting perspective on people and animals that he's worked with and so uh, we're hoping that he would share them with us. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So I'm very excited to to talk to Shannon today uh, and learn more about Miranda's Rescue because yes, I know about them as an organization here in Humboldt that I know does a lot of good, but uh, there's a lot that goes into this line of work that I didn't really know about. And so he's gonna share uh, all of that with us today. Yeah, let's get him in here. Yeah. Oh, hello. I see you. Hey, I see you. Okay, yeah, that's that's, that's good. Yeah. Good thing I have my friend here to help me because I never would have figured it out. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I mean, that's that, I, I I would say that's a luxury that you like. I would love to not know how all this stuff works because uh, it's, it's so confusing. Yeah. Well, it seems like uh, being being where what you do, you you seem like you're out and about uh, much more than we are. So that 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 seems that's what I do. Nice. I can do that. Yeah. All this stuff I can't do. <laughs> okay. <laughs> well, it's yeah. so it's, so it, like you know, it's three three o'clock now. Like at this point in the day, how how many animals have you interacted with? Uh, I went and picked a horse up today. I got back. I went in, fed the mother dog with the puppies, cleaned her stall. Got another dog in that somebody said they found. I found out it was their dog. She's pregnant due to have puppies in probably three weeks. 
Um, yeah, just, just I got stories are on. They just go on and on and on. Yeah. Oh, so a lot of gonna be a lot of uh, puppies at Miranda's soon, then, huh? Always oh, says, yeah, I've taken um, probably two hundred and thirty puppies this year just from Hoopa. Oh my goodness! Oh, wow. <laughs> yeah, wow. just from Hoopa alone. That's not counting all the other counties. All right. So, well, okay. so obviously we want to talk about uh, Miranda's Rescue, uh, the organization, but I, I think maybe we should start with uh, Miranda's Rescue, the actual in real life event that with this past week. Uh, you know, you inspired a lot of uh, likes in Humboldt County Facebook sphere by yeah. pulling pulling a pooch out of the river. Like, how how do you end up getting a call for something like that? So, you know, it's one of those things that people will say in the hospital, never say the Q word. I had just sat down in my chair, uh-huh. poured myself a drink, sat down. I go, oh, my gosh, it was so quiet today. It was so nice. <laughs> Ten minutes after my phone rings. It's a friend of mine. Hey, there's a dog. It's in the water. We can't catch it. It's trying to bite. Nobody will come help. What do we do? Where are you? Well, they were off the freeway down behind Roach's um, automotive. Got over there. Dog truly was very fearful of humans. You got near its head. It was going to bite. That's right. Ran um, around the other side, jumped in the water, waded over got it on a catch pole. I don't like to use a catch pole, but that was the safest at the time. Yeah. And then once I got him, he let me kind of scratch him a little bit. He was growling. So I backed up to him and I thought if he bites me in the back, it's not yeah. going to be as bad as in my fingers. So, um, yeah. he so what, what, what kind of dog, what kind of dog is it? He's some type of a cattle dog cross. Okay. Mm-hmm. A sizable, it looked like a sizable dog. And absolutely terrified. He recognizes me now. Once I got him out across the water, I told everyone that was watching, this is, isn't going to sound pretty. I'm not going to hurt him. He's going to scream. He's not leash trained. I have to get him across the water somehow. So once I got yeah. him to the other side, um, was kind of imprinting, petting him all over. Um, he let me pick him up in the photos where I was holding him was where I uh, carried him to the truck. Now that he's back at the ranch, I probably walked by him. I mean, honestly, probably 50 times a day. Yeah. And he still pees himself when I go to talk to him. Wow. He's terrified. He'll let me get in there with him. He'll let me scratch him. He's afraid I'm going to hit him. Absolutely terrified someone's going to hurt him. Today was the best when I got in there and cleaned out the kennel. He was actually wagging his tail when he saw me drive in. He was pretty excited. So I've got high hopes for this guy, but he's been... Uh, knocked around quite a bit. Gosh, sounds like he's been through a lot. Do you have any idea how he ended up stuck in the, in the river? It wasn't so much. He was stuck as, um, my heart goes out to that poor lady. That's trying to find freckles. Her dog that took off. That was 14. So people kept calling and saying freckles is down by your house. And I said, you guys, Palmer's two miles up the road. There's no way a 15 year old dog made it this way all the way down here and is out running people there's no way it has to be another dog well i just assumed um they had the other dog caught well then they had chased him down and around and through the brush and that's where he ended up and he was there was a big log in front of him so he could Mm -hmm. either jump in the river on each side but he couldn't really get up the embankment because it was pretty steep well, sir, it occurs to me like this is, you know, kind of a, a microcosm of, of, of what you do. It seems like you're always getting called on these 
you know, like harrowing adventures. This one turned out okay, but like, you know, often, you know, I, I, I follow the Miranda's Rescue Facebook page and, you know, you're, you, you are often called upon to come in and save the day in these, in these situations. And so I thought like, you know, we could just like talk about uh, Miranda's Rescue, like, why don't you just like give the, give the Miranda's Rescue pitch? Like what, what, what is Miranda's Rescue and, and what do you see your, your mission as being? My lowdown, my pitch. Yeah. <laughs> I, 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 I always say there's always room for one more. So even when I think I'm at max capacity with dogs and something yeah. like this happens, there's room for one more. I can make a spot for one more dog to come in or one more horse to come in. Unfortunately, what's happened with COVID and everything that's, we all know has gone on is hay has skyrocketed. It's mm. twice the price it was. It used to be 15 a bale. Now it's 28 a bale. Yeah. Oh, wow. So, and I just took those three horses in from um, Pleasant Point in Ferndale where the gentleman passed away. And they're Mustangs, mm. not halter broke. So mm. it's getting in with them every day and messing with them just to at least get them halter broke so I can find homes for them. Yeah. And then aside from that, going over and doing the daily with the dogs. Go in, feed everybody, give the ones the meds they need, vitamins they need, let them out, let them run, clean the kennel. Um, make sure fresh bedding's in the dog house, clean their water, and it takes some time. <laughs> yeah. Give me like a, a, a scope or a scale for like what, what y'all deal with on the, like how, how many animals are on, I think it's like 50 acres that, that yes. you, you operate yes. and, and maybe less than that have actual animals on it, but. Oh, it's pretty full with animals. You know, the okay, large yeah. side right now, just with the large side, I've got a camel. There's a miniature donkey that lives with the camel. Hamel. Tonka, that's his buddy. Yeah. yeah. His buddy's Blossom. She's a miniature donkey. Then I've got a miniature cow on one side. <clears throat> then there's emus. The larger side of the field, there's nine or 10 horses out there. The other side, there's an African water buffalo who's not the nicest. There's a yak. Uh, several sheep up at the front with the petting zoo. There's potbelly pigs. There's goats, uh, pygmy goats. Mm. And then you've got your big chicken yard with chickens, turkeys, and a big pond for the ducks. And how, how is it that you ended up with an African water buffalo? <laughs> it was going to go to a sale, and I didn't want it to go to the person it was going to go to. So I said, yeah. just let me have it, please. Why was there an African water buffalo in this region at all? <laughs> there was several of them. And I, okay. I mean, I got the one. I mean, like I said, I can't save them all, but I saved one. But yeah. she's not nice. Her name's oh. Barbara. She's not nice. <laughs> <laughs> she's okay with me. I can get in there. I can clean up. I can move around. But I got to watch her at all times because she'll get me. Wow. Mm. I was going to ask the same question about the camel. We sort of had a, a question prepared, like, what is your, the most interesting kind of weird animal that you have? I feel like to me, camel is just doesn't seem to fit in around here at all. Like how, how, yeah. <laughs> how did you come to, to rescue a camel? Tonka's been here for a while. So I actually, there was a little discrepancy on a Facebook post that happened that was a total error. Um, I got Tonka from a good friend of mine, Jen okay. Kilby, who okay. bottle fed him. And so oh, wow. you need some, you need 
some things to come in for attractions for the rescue for people to come and see. And Tonka mm-hmm. was a big hit with her, and he's a huge hit here. So Jenna comes out often and she visits him. Um, he's a lot bigger now. <laughs> so he's he's not so tiny and um, easy to handle, but he's got his days for some days he's really good. And some days I just leave him alone because he doesn't want to be messed with. So I just let mm-hmm. him pick and choose and I go with that. Okay. Now, is, is, is Tonka the kind of camel that, that you would ride or is that not... Uh... I really not, have, not cool. I ride horses. I have no desire to ride a camel. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> no desire to ride a camel. I, yeah. I was just saying, I, I'm thinking of the photo ops that uh, would be social media gold for you. I would imagine, yeah. but yeah. If, yeah. if you're, if you're against it, I respect that. <laughs> but <laughs> if someone wants to come train a camel to ride, I'm for it. Come do yeah. it. Okay. <laughs> so it sounds like you have some animals there that you don't necessarily expect somebody to come adopt. I mean, like, or you has anybody ever shown like interest in adopting Tonka? Would you want somebody to adopt Tonka or the or Barbara um, or like how does that? I work? wouldn't. I wouldn't adopt him out because okay. they've been here so long, and okay. they're part of Miranda's rescue now. Yeah. And like I said, they're not the easiest animals. Animals, excuse me. Mm-hmm. If Tonka knows that hot wire is off, his fence. I mean, he's got a beautiful enclosure. Within a day, he'll have his fence completely busted down if he's not behind hot wire. And trust me, he knows when it's not on. Um, <laughs> same with the water buffalo. So some things, like some of the goats I've had from friends of mine that people that have passed away, and they said, "Would you please just keep them?" I'm want to know the goat is safe with you and not. And so I do. So we do programs with Down syndrome and autistic kids. And so they get to come out and see the animals behind the fence, feed them bread, carrots, celery. So yeah, they're just, they're just here at at Miranda's Rescue to stay. And then others are up for um, adoption. Okay. Yeah. So kind of a a mix. Yes. So, so, so Shanna, like, how did you, you know, how did you find your way to, to this work? Like, I guess, you know, I, I, I'm hoping that you'll, you'll be open to just like kind of sharing, you know, kind of the, the arc of your life and, and, and how it is that you found yourself to be at the head of this very fuzzy organization. So what if I just told you just real simple term, I'm in that case. Okay. <laughs> I'm kind of imagining okay. that maybe okay. you were the yeah. type of kid who wanted to bring home every animal. Is that which is leads that me to my yeah. which leads yeah. me to my next expand um, on that case? Yeah. So when I was in high school, I worked uh, three to midnight Safeway. Um, okay. And where where did you grow up? Just to, just out of curiosity. In Ferndale. Okay. 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 Yeah. Great. Born and raised in Ferndale. So people at that time people gave out puppies and kittens all the time. And I would just be so heartbroken that people are just giving them out to whoever. I would take them home, get them fixed, find homes for them. Wow. And then, you know, you grow up and the property that I actually live on right now, the family, um, I'm still very good friends with the, um, Brett and his dad, Ed. Bonnie, ironic, uh, sadly passed away. But Bonnie and I did lots of animal rescue here on this property. Okay. So we'd go out in the middle of the night and do crazy dog and puppy and horse and all kinds of stuff we do. And I always thought to myself, wow, it'd be so fun one day to do a rescue. And this was always my ideal spot because I have so many memories here. Yeah. And then when they decided to sell, I thought, well, there's so much room. 
and now there's not so much room. Yeah, <laughs> and for, I've got for, it pretty full. And for people who don't know, you're you're kind of located kind of in a little bit little bit south of Fortuna. Is that how you would describe your your it's, area? When you or, come off the freeway, when you're leaving Kenmar, heading south to Riedel, I'm yeah. the very first exit, the 685 East, where the old Hanson's Coffee Shop used to be. Yeah. So you go yeah. to the top of the off ramp, you turn right, turn to immediate right, and I'm all the way to the end of the right. road. Now you say you say that like when you were a kid, you thought that doing a rescue had been would be fun. Had you visited uh, an operation like this and 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 been inspired by it, or how did you know that this was even a thing that was done? Just thought I needed to save everything. Um, <laughs> my my family would go hunting, and I'd say I'll go. And then I'd blow a whistle and scream, run. So they couldn't shoot anything. Oh. <laughs> so you were so, not, you were not invited on many. Yeah. Trips. Yeah. Not many at all. Okay. Not many. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, it's just always been one of those things that you, you know, feel like you have a calling or a passion in life. And it's been mine. I mean, it's hard to explain. I just have this way to know when a horse is going to, rare buck or throw itself on the ground i know when a dog's getting ready to bite i know when a cat's going to do something i just can read them and i always you know people sometimes think you're nuts but i have to i always say think like that animal you're dealing with how would that animal think and so yeah. when i do that then it just falls into play and i don't have any problems with them wow is, I, is that, I, oh, okay. go ahead. oh i was just gonna say i mean of course after years years of working with all these animals i would understand like getting that a little bit like understanding how they think but was that something that really you just found that you you could kind of do naturally a lot honestly a lot of it came naturally yeah and the things that didn't <laughs> i said okay i won't do that again <laughs> okay, don't don't do that again and that's not too smart um when i go to the local hospital now and i ring the buzzer they don't even ask my name they say what happened now <laughs> who got you now yeah. who right. hurt you now <laughs> oh god so was, you... there, was there a first was like was there a first animal that you remember having like a, a good connection with horses yeah. yeah. Was there was there a, a horse in particular? Yeah, yeah. Horses are kind of my spirit animal. I mean, I love them all, but mm -hmm. I really connect with horses. But also, dogs that are aggressive that bite. Same thing. I just sent a video to a family that brought me a dog a week ago. They got him in Mexico, had him two mm -hmm. years. Literally, were prisoners in their house. The dad, the guy, had to work at night, so the wife stayed home with the dog. Then he got home and she went to work. Two years, they did nothing. No dinners dates nothing because <clears throat> the dog was just a spaz and so yeah. they brought him to me and i've had him for a week and i sent him a couple of videos and they're just amazed at how he is he's not trying to bite me he runs loose with my dogs because yeah. i run him and i exercise him so his mind is freed up he's not yeah. so congested in his mind that he's crazy which is what he was doing when they would take him out on a walk after being pinned up all day yeah, yeah. It, it occurs to me like you know uh, we so we we carry people's stories with us like people we meet you know we encounter we we, we care you must you must have so many stories of individual animals in your head of just like you know how they came to you you know the conditions that you uh, imagine that they were 
uh, living under just like yes. that's a, that, that seems like a lot. You have a you have a database in your head of of animal uh, tragedies and successes. Yes, so many. Um, <clears throat> the dog I just got out of the river. He will tell you with his mouth. He will absolutely bite you if you're not paying attention to what he's trying to tell you. The dog I got sure. two weeks ago in Arcata or McKinleyville, a friend of mine called me. They got her locked in a bathroom, called me. I went up. I got her. She's totally opposite. She was a dog that when I put the leash on her, she yiped and pooped all over and she peed everywhere. But once I got her, she crawled up to me and crawled up my chest and just hugged me. Yeah. So, so it's one or the other. They either like really love you or really don't trust you. Wow. Um, some of the stories with the horses are sad. They're hundreds of pounds underweight. You got to drag them to a trailer on a tarp, get them in the yeah. trailer, get them here in our barn, lift them up in the sling, and then <clears throat> stay out there all night and move their legs and you know do all nighters just keep them going. Yeah. Do you do you have like a particular horse um, success story that sticks out to you, like uh, an animal that you maybe came to you and kind of under tragic circumstances and that you saw real uh, progress with? Yeah, it was a horse named Twister in Ferndale, and they thought he was dead. And I drove by and I said, I just have to go look. And so I stopped and he was stuck in a water hole. And I said, we have to get him out. And they're like, oh, Shannon, my God, there's no way. I said, we have to get him out. I said, call somebody. I'm not leaving. So we got him up on this tarp. And we must have drug him probably 200 feet. Wow. And I just kept joking. Well, you guys got your gym workout for the day. We're gonna... <laughs> and I, I honestly didn't think he was going to make it. But I wasn't going to leave him there. I just wasn't. Yeah. Got him up, got him in the trailer. Once I got him home and I got him up, um, skin and bones and he lived with me for seven years wow i got i got photos of him before and after and um i named him chance because i kept saying i when i go out there i'd say dude this is your last chance gotta get up gotta get up and he was kind of a booger you know if you didn't pay attention he'd <laughs> drag you on the halter he'd get loose you know he had a side to him but and a good friend of mine she took care of him for a while at her house also. Um, but yeah, he was one that, and I've had ones that didn't look that bad at all and they didn't make it, but he just yeah. had the fight in him that he, he was going to make it. Yeah. How, how, how long have you been doing this now? Um, lived at this site here. It'll be 22 years. So close to 30 years. Wow. Oh, okay. Yeah. That's amazing. Do you have a lot of other yes. people that, that work at, at Miranda's Rescue? I mean, it seems like a lot to, to do everything yeah, you, that know, you do. I imagine you must have some help. We're starting to be able to bring volunteers back now that COVID's kind of starting oh. to lighten up a little bit. Right. You know, we're good. getting some, some of our good volunteers back. A lot of the large animal stuff I just do with my kids. I've got three mm -hmm. kids. So it's um, one of those things where, you know, everybody wants to work with a horse. Excuse me, but you have a Mustang that's wild that will strike and kick. I can't have somebody getting hurt. That's yeah, a sure. liability for you. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Huge. Yeah. So we let them do like dogs and cats and that kind of stuff. And, and sometimes I'll bring them over and horses that are really gentle. I'll let them hang out 
with a larger animal sometimes, but not really so much big animals that can hurt somebody. Sure. Yeah. And what's 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 the what's the current head count for you know horses, dogs, cats? Oh, I don't know exactly, but I know cats is probably <laughs> around sixty. That's wow. cats and kittens. Okay. There's one emu, camel, one miniature emu. donkeys, big donkeys, okay. and then and then I've got in the backyard. A gentleman passed away and loved his fish, so I built a huge koi pond in my backyard for his fish. Another family had turtles and um, those red-eared sliders, man, those buggers can bite. So over in my cat area, I put a big pond in for them. So they live with the cats over there in an enclosed area. Let me get this straight. You, you, somebody, somebody died that had a a koi fish and, Mm -hmm. and because you wanted to take care of that fish, you built a pond. Mm-hmm. He had several. He had probably fifteen or twenty of them. They were in a three hundred gallon um, water trough, and he actually um, just real quick. He showed up at my house one day and said, "I want the most unadoptable dog." And I said, "Well, I've got okay. a dog named Sandy, but he's a Chow cross, and he only likes me." Mm-hmm. Well, the little traitor jumped in that guy's car and acted like it was his long lost dog. Didn't wow. even bad and I to get back, just loved him. And so George took him back home to Eureka. Then he adopted another dog from me. And he called me and said, if I go out of town, will you watch my dogs? I said, yes. Well, George yeah. didn't tell me that he had cancer. Yeah. And so he was supposed to be going out of town. The EMT called me and said, he won't get in the ambulance till you come get the dogs. Well, I took his dogs. When he was in the hospital, he got out came to talk to me, said, I left you my house. I said, you don't have to do that. No, I left the house to the rescue. Absolutely. And so I built that pond in his honor and I sold the house. <laughs> wow. I, I, I think I have to agree, Shannon. You, you might be a nutcase. Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> but yes. one who helps so many yeah. uh, living help, creatures, animals yeah. and people alike. But I, I, I do. Just, yeah. yeah. Everywhere I go, like I just sent a dog to Fort Wayne, Indiana. These couple got a dog for me eight years ago. Roman was the poster pit bull for um, uh, Sparks, Santa Paula, um, L.A. And Roman had a stroke, passed away. And I said to these people, I've got a dog that just came in and his name's Loki. He looks and acts just like this dog. Well, they were kind of hesitant because he had just passed what well, cost 3,200 bucks, but we had somebody drive him there and they absolutely love him. I've sent dogs to Kansas. I've sent dogs to Boston. I, I take dogs from all over. I just took some dogs from Oakland. I'm taking two more dogs from um, Oahu. I take dogs from Maui, Kauai, wherever there's a life that needs saved. I know we have animal issues in our own area, yeah, but sure. I always say it in the terms of, and this is not to compare one or the other, but people adopt children from all over. There's mm. no different to me, a life's a life. So sure. if you're bringing yeah. an animal in from somewhere, it matters to that life where you're gonna save it. And I bring them in from wherever. Yeah. How is mm. it that these people find you that like, it's surprising to me that somebody uh, w- would end up, you know, if they have a, a, a an animal to, give up for adoption uh that they would end up do you know taking it to a place or having somebody come get it for from humble like 
how how is it that that these people end up reaching out to you or do you cert kind of scour online. and find them yeah they Just, find me online or do, and now you know i've been doing it long enough it's kind of a word of mouth thing sure that makes sense but it's you know and so it's yeah. kind of really a online and <clears throat> there's people that you know you you don't make everyone happy there's sure. people that I mean, they think you're a saint or Satan, one of the two, but I only can do what I can do. And I have to say no a lot, but I help what I can help. I don't do any good to what I have here. If I'm so overloaded, I can't take care of what I have. Sure. Oh, you're still there. We lost your video for a second. I was surprised to learn that that you get uh, uh, quite a few animals through people leaving them to you when they pass on. Is that usually something that has been pre-agreed upon or like, do, are there just like a bunch of people in Humboldt that if they pass away, they're just going to say like, please give my animals to, to Miranda's rescue or. Yeah. So they do. Yeah. There's people, because I feel that when someone gets older, the worst thing for them to say is they don't want a, another pet to outlive them. And I say, if everyone felt that way, there's would be all these pets in shelters and sanctuaries that never get out. Yeah. So mm. let me take it back. If something happens to you, I will take it back and find a home. And so most of the time they'll adopt another dog or another cat because I mean, elderly people love their, I mean, love their pets. Sure. Yeah. They love them and it gives them something to do. Yeah, you know, definitely. really gives them something to do. Yeah, but it's mm. not just like random people who you don't know who just leave their animals to you, and, oh, yeah, and then that happens yeah, too. It is. Wow. People that I don't know, I've just heard like I'll get something in the mail that says, "Hey, this person, the cats, the dog, uh, I just got a horse that gentleman passed away and told his wife, make sure you get a hold of that Miranda guy. She has to go there. She has to go there. Wow. So." It, in cases like that, hmm. sometimes it's not always money either, mm-hmm. but we don't do it for the money part. It's mm-hmm. I have to honor what he wants in the will because I said I would. I take the animal whether they give five bucks or they give nothing. Yeah. You know, hmm. that's was his dying wish. And that's what we have to honor. So that's what we do. Sure. But you said hmm. sometimes you, 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 you can't always say yes. I mean, are you sometimes full you know, just too full to, to be able yeah. to, to take them. I would imagine. So. Yes. I, I just, I tell him to give me a couple of weeks, mm-hmm. give me a week. Let me see what I can do. Obviously if it's people, you know, some people just drive out and tie them to the gate with a piece of rope or an extension oh, wow. cord. Oh gosh. Then they chew the rope and then they are out in the freeway. I find them out in the road because they run yeah. back to where the person dropped them off and it's not good. How, how how do you say how do you stay like optimistic or are i mean or are you i mean like because it seems like there there is there's a lot of um just problem situations that you are called upon to rise to the occasion to address like how how do what's 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 your happy place i lean on good friends and i try to keep myself centered and grounded as much as i can because if I lose it, it's not going to do any good for what I've started here for the ones I have. So I pull it together enough to get past whatever crisis we're in, deal with it. And then I just move on. So after doing this, this work for as long as you have, like, what would you say, what are, what are like the, the societal factors you would say contribute to there being so many animals that end up uncared for? It's, 
sad to say, but it comes back to the humans. They don't want to fix them. They don't believe they should be fixed. They think you're massacring their body. Dogs have had five, six litters. They're giving them away. It's just, the the stories are endless. I've gone out to my last rescue, Panther Gap. 37 dogs went out there and none of them were halted or least trained at all. So I took my big six horse gooseneck out there and they were so hungry, opened a sack of food and threw it inside the trailer. Most of them ran in and I just shut the door. Well, then the problem was getting them back here, getting leashes and collars on them, working with them. But the problem is still the same because we couldn't catch a male and three females. And so now it's right back to what it was before. Wow. And it's really frustrating because the lady, just very nice person, just doesn't believe things should be fixed. Mm. It's, they don't think it's natural. Yeah. Yeah, okay. I've, defi- I've definitely have, uh, talked to, to pet owners who have felt that way. And uh, yeah. it's uh, tough. So you, 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 you would... Uh, you would mirror the the Bob Barker message of you know <laughs> get your get your pet spayed and neutered. That's that's your, okay. Yeah, I remember just, for so many years he always had that sign yeah. off, and it was great. It was such a <laughs> they just make a much better pet. Even you know I've got two Belgian Malinois here that are fixed, that are trained. You're not getting in here. I always say, who says a neuter dog has no balls? That dog's not letting you through that fence. There's no way unless <laughs> oh, I is that, him off. Is that is that the thinking of some people? They're like they don't want to get their dog fixed because it will take the 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 bite out of them or something. They think it makes them lazy and it makes them fat, but it's the same thing kind of with humans. It's just calories in, calories out, overeating. And so okay. it's it's they what they do now is they've got these plastic nuts testicles called nudicles that so when they take the real testicles out they put the plastic ones in so their dog looks like it's not been fixed and it's still my i swear to god whoa really (laughs) i have not heard this i've heard that this exists for for humans uh i didn't know about this is also not a sexist statement but it's true you can google this a man will fix a female dog but will not fix his male dog well Uh. They will uh, yeah. absolutely, absolutely. We have more trouble with them saying, "Oh yeah, go ahead and fix the female." <clears throat> we don't want any more puppies. I go, "Oh no, no, we're not going to get him fixed." I think I think that's we we've reached peak capitalism in that we have fake dog testicles available for purchase, <laughs> small, medium, and large. Small, medium, and large. Wow. Seriously. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, but but you yeah. but you're you're kind of you're you're signing on to this as long as it is it leads to more animals being fixed. You you you're down with the nudicles. As, as long as they just get them fixed, you know. Yeah. I get myself in the hot seat often, but yeah. every decision I do, I can live with. People don't like that I help the homeless with their dogs. I will give them dog food, vaccinate them. The only thing I require is that they get them fixed, wow. and so yeah. I don't help them until they get them fixed. Well, they don't want to give me their dog because that's all they have. So I tell them, you take it to the vet of your choice, give them my card, have them call me, I will pay for it. And it works because mm-hmm. they're, they're going to have a dog. It's, yeah. it's not something yeah. you're going to be able to pick and choose your battles. So if I can get their pet fixed, it's saving thousands more wow. from being born. 
I did sure. not know that you that you did that. How do you do you how do you do outreach for that that type of service? They call me, they walk out, they come by, they um it's again need sort of help. a word of mouth thing at this yeah. point. People need help. Know. And yeah. you know, again, we have the stigma that our dogs have to be in a house. That those dogs that live with their people that are homeless, I love mm. them. They don't yeah. care if they live in a mansion or a tent, as long as they're with their person. Mm-hmm. And all I care about is if they're fixed. Yeah. They don't care if you drive a Maserati or if you drive a Volkswagen. They just don't care. So people kind of try to rationalize, oh, it's it's not fair to the dog, but it's I think it's a great life. They get to walk around, sure, pee on everything. <laughs> I mean, and yeah. have this great life with their owner. As long you know? as they're they're taken care of. As long as they're fixed, absolutely. Yeah, yeah, totally. You know, with it being the the holiday season right now, I wonder if this is kind of a big time that a lot of people uh, uh, adopt. Do do a lot of people do that around now? They try to. We do have a lot of people. We're the only facility open on the weekends. So Saturdays and Sundays, we're swamped. But I don't adopt to someone that just wants a Christmas puppy or an Easter bunny. When COVID hit (laughs) and the shelter was just farming out all these dogs, I said, this is going to backfire on you guys. We found homes for dogs we had here for two and three years. And not one dog has come back, knock on wood, because we asked, what do you do when you're going back to work? What do you do? What's your profession? And when when the dogs go, we want them to go and stay not come back so the shelters are slammed now because they got all their dogs out well now they're getting dogs on top of people losing their homes people can't afford to pay rent have to move and the shelters are just slammed wow Mm. yeah so you've taken it's been a difficult time for shelters since covid like yeah more difficult i mean i think it's difficult anyway it's it's tough um you know, it's frustrating for us is, and I choose this, so this is my job and I love it, but we live on site. So if mm-hmm. someone drives out and drops off a dog, everyone goes crazy or throws out a cat or ties a horse up to the gate. You know, the other places, they go home, they lock up and they go home. Yeah. So, you know, we're here 24-7. So it, it gets frustrating when you reach out to help, you're offering to pay, all they have to do is drive it there and sometimes that's even way too much to ask. Yeah. Mm. You know? Yeah. Well, I think I think um, a lot of people in Humboldt County will be aware of the fact that one of the ways that you um, help fund your operations is that you have a, a string of, of thrift stores uh, throughout the county. Four of them, yeah. Four, four, four thrift stores. And, and I will say that we were pretty happy over the summer when, you know, we when we got word that you were going to be uh, taking over uh, the 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 old sideline spot. Sidelines, yes, yes. <laughs> yeah, and I was just was that we that yes, we were all very smiley that day, and, yeah. and I, I don't know if you saw we, we we came went and visited it when it uh, yeah. first opened. Um, but yeah, well, I was, we're just wondering how that uh, how that came to be. I left some of the signs the the signs in there, the sideline signs. Yes, you did. That was yeah, a huge huge piece of history there. You know, yeah. we used to go up and have fun and hang out and. So many people that came in, you know, the same thing. They um, bittersweet, you know, they're glad the yeah. store is there, but yeah. you know, 
Had you had you been a sidelines um, regular? Did you was that was that a place you? I wasn't drank? really a regular, but if I was okay. out in a meeting, I'd stop in. Or if I okay. was okay. coming back <laughs> from somewhere, I'd stop in. But it wasn't like I was in every week yeah. thing. I know I yeah. have too much to do. I don't have time for that. <laughs> yeah. yeah, of course. Got a bunch so of an animals thing, waiting for you at home. Yeah. <laughs> another thing that we do that when dogs come in and they're not fixed, it's kind of a misconception and this might be a good time to clear this up i don't my belief is every pet should be fixed my belief is but i don't think that everyone has to think the way i think but if your animal gets out and it shows up here from a police officer whether it's a male or female it's 200 bucks to get it out but that 200 is still yours it goes to fixing your pet goes into a special special fund. So if you take it to a vet and it costs $225, all you pay is 25. I pay mm. the first 200. But if your dog gets out again and it's not fixed, the fee goes to 400. Yeah. Oh, okay. If the dog if it if it's fixed and they bring it in, I give you back your pet for free. All right. Okay. So, but again, if they're caught and they're not fixed, I'm not saying you have to run out and get it fixed, but if it's mm. not fixed, you're paying a couple hundred bucks to get it out. Yeah. yeah. Some incentive for getting the pets fixed here. Well, and but yeah. you know, some dogs that are escape artists, when it hits 400, it's pretty pricey. And I would say 95% of the time they say, oh, let's go ahead and get him fixed or let's get her fixed. Yeah, yeah. sure. Okay. Other than so, the, the importance of getting the, the dogs fixed. I mean, since we were talking about a little bit before how a lot of people try to adopt pets this time of year and yes. you it, and you really make sure to to vet them and make sure that this is a, something that they are are serious about that they aren't just wanting to get a puppy you know impulse. for, for a cr- christmas thing for impulse and then like not want to care for it for years and years to come yeah. so other than the importance of of getting you know pets fixed what are some other messages that you would have to people who are considering adopting an animal I try to be optimistic when I'm talking to someone because I, how many pets have I got impulse? Oh yes. I need that horse or, Oh, that dog or, Oh, that cat. Yeah. I've done it. And so yeah. I know in thousands. My mind, yeah, I, I take very good care of them and I keep them, but I really, when families come out with young children and they want a puppy and I'm saying, what do you do? And you know, <clears throat> work and where's your yard? And, Children are always the most honest. Where our last two puppies got ran over, we live by Winco. Mm. Not going to happen. No fence yard, it's not going. You know? Yeah. Um, and I want people to really, I had someone come out the other day, <clears throat> the other day that wanted an emotional support dog and just wanted a dog. So every dog I brought out was, oh yeah, that one. Oh yeah, that one. And I'm like, well, this one eats cats and that one will go after other dogs. And this one, yeah runs out you know they all had an issue and i didn't adopt any of them because they weren't a fit yeah, yeah. and well, yeah. they left they left upset and i said i'm not saying i won't adopt you a pet just the ones that you want aren't the right fit for you and there's so yeah. many other ones here that people love the huskies mm-hmm. they're beautiful yeah. dogs yeah but if they run yeah. to the next area code i mean they are yeah. a tough breed they're bred to work you're right yeah wow yeah 
yeah, are people sometimes taken aback? Like it sounds like it a little bit that they, that you don't want to give them give them a dog. Yeah, how dare yeah, you? And then, <laughs> and then it's frustrating Some when you know the police. People. Yeah, people I contract days. with the counties and they bring the dogs in, and I legally have to keep yeah. them five days, okay. not counting the first day they come in. And you know, then kind of it's kind of an opportunity to me for me to talk to the children that come in because I think maybe the kids are going to listen more than the adults and this one dog these kids had hurt pretty bad throwing him off of a trampoline so when they came in they found him before the five days was up and I mm. didn't give him back <clears throat> and it ended up going to court and wow. I did say to the judge I felt really really bad and I asked if I could uh, speak to the kids and he said yes and I said this dog is looking at you guys this whole time he loves you guys yeah. Even though you hurt him, the only thing that loves a dog loves you more than it loves itself. And hmm. they didn't get the dog back. It was ruled they couldn't have the dog back. They it was a trampoline. He broke his legs. It was I mean it was horrible. But every time the kids would come out to see him, that dog was regardless of what they did, he was so happy to see his people. Right. Hmm. And so their life lesson was they didn't get to have him back. <clears throat> and. I just wanted them to know you can't just do that and take a dog home and pretend like nothing yeah. happened. Just another reminder that Humble Holding Up is brought to you by the North Coast Co-op. And as somebody who uh, operates, works in Old Town Eureka, let me just say, when uh, those lunchtime hunger pangs hit, I find myself drawn to the salad bar at the North Coast Co-op, what I do is I, I go, I take the spinach. I really go overboard on the uh, the, the, the tofu chunks and <laughs> um, some, you know, a bunch of onions. I also, I'll throw some chicken in there with the tofu. I go heavy on the protein stuff is what I'm saying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Make it as much like not a vegetable salad as possible. <laughs> it was really hard for me. You know, the, the salad bar went away during COVID for obvious yeah, reasons for I a little remember. bit. I remember um, but that it's was back. really hard on you. It was really yeah. hard on me, but it's yeah. back. And uh, oh, and then I put I, I cover it all with the the balsamic vinaigrette. Uh, yeah, because it's like in my mind I'm doing something healthy for myself, but I don't know if I ultimately that's what happens. I really I I I like a I like a fat salad. Well, there's no place better to make yourself a fat salad than at the uh, North Coast Co-op. So let's let's go get a salad right now, Andrew. I can't wait. Right now. So Andrew, with the holidays coming up and all of like the family parties and friend things, you know, I'm always looking for different snacks to give people. And one of my favorite things to do is just to do like a nice cheese board. Yeah. You ever do this? You ever just like put out cheese, a, a variety of cheeses for people? Well, I'm a, ho- I'm a horrible host, so oh, okay. I don't, I don't usually do that, but I, I aspire to be better. And so I will learn from your example that uh, Cypress Grove. Uh, that's what you're talking about, right? That's the cheese that you put out. Well, yeah, it's always at least one of them. I definitely got to include mm. some some Cypress Grove cheese. Uh, I love the classic Humboldt Fog is a favorite. Purple Haze. People just love it. And so Cypress Grove cheese is just part of the holidays for me. Yeah. Honestly. Go to, go to Steph's house and not my house. <laughs> this is the lesson here. She's or got go the Cypress get, Grove. Or go get some of your own Cypress Grove cheese. You can find it in local stores, pretty much any local grocery store, or online at Cypress Grove cheese.com well, we were talking about the the thrift the thrift stores that you have oh yeah um a little bit ago 
And like, it, I, how how else are you able to you know f fund these operations? Like, are there are there grants for this kind of work available, or like what 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 all? How all does this pencil out? We do get some grants. Um, the thrift stores really help us a lot. That's kind of yeah. where it's at. And then yeah. we're getting ready to put out another newsletter for Christmas, and that helps. Uh, oh, okay. People mail in year-end yeah. donations, and I just got set up on um, PayPal and Venmo that's linked to my Instagram and Facebook. So we've done pretty good yeah. doing that also. And I am not techie with that stuff at all. I barely got to you guys. <laughs> yeah, so, no, it, it, I mean, it, it, it worked I can out. Do the no, animal no. stuff, no problem. It, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Yeah. I mean, have you, have you found over the years, like, have you found yourself in the position, you know, you are very much the face of this, of this operation, right? Like you are, you are something of a, a do-gooding local celebrity. Like how, how does, how does that end up working out with when you know, you're out in the community? Like, are people excited to see you and talk to you and like. For the most part, yes. Um, people are very, very nice. They say, hey, that there's that animal guy or. They'll come up and shake my hand or they'll see me at Costco buying dog food or cat food. They'll come in and buy it ahead of me. Um, yeah. Then you have the people that you've gone to court against and people that you don't adopt mm. animals to. Yeah. And they scream and yell and holler. And I always just wave and say, have a nice day. I just, I don't engage in it because yeah. it, it, it's not going to get us anywhere. No good deed goes unpunished. And you do a lot of it's good deeds. It's just not going to get us anywhere. <laughs> yes. Yeah. I mean, it's even when I go out when the police department's calling, they're mad. I'm like, you're mad at the wrong guy. You guys clean up your act. If you, they say you can have your animals back, you can have them back. You know, yeah. I'm just here to do my job, helping them out. So, yeah. you since you also mentioned uh, at a point, you know, the COVID and how that's kind of impacted shelters in general and yours specifically. I also wonder if that impacted a lot your sort of revenue, uh, you know, source with the the thrift stores uh, now. Every, you know, retail is kind of is to back back up and running and stuff. But has has that been yeah. doing well? Have you have you seen a lot of support again, or or were you hit pretty hard by that? We're starting. We were hit really hard. I'll I'll be honest. We were yeah. really worried at first. We were shut down. I'm like, oh my god, what are we going to do? How are we going to feed this? How are we going to do this? Mm. Yeah. And and I understood why it had to be. Why it had to happen. Um. Now then we decided to open up the fourth store. And I think people are kind of more thrift shopping now that things have, um, they're back to work, but they've lost so much money. So they need things. They go to a secondhand store, which yeah. has helped us out a lot. Um, yeah. um, people donate very nice stuff. Um, the yeah. stores do pretty well. Um, tax season is a little bit hard for us because people got to pay taxes. So there's not a lot of shopping, but when it's the lean times, we still do pretty good and just hold on and know that we're going to make it through. Yeah. 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 That's, I think you're right about people doing a lot of thrift store shopping. I've noticed a lot of thrift stores like opening uh, in the last year or so too. And they all seem to be doing mm -hmm. well. Like it doesn't necessarily compete with each other. Like they, they're still, so that's, that's good to, to hear. Yeah. We all have our purpose of what we do. And, you know, even on the worst day I wake up, I'm thinking, oh my gosh, I'm so tired. I, I was out with an animal all night. I'm exhausted. I can't do this. this and I walk outside and I have dogs jumping up, licking my face. Everyone's oh. happy to see. And I'm thinking, yeah. okay, this is why I do this. Uh, yeah. This is why we're here. Yeah. How much? Uh, people, how... 
Oh, go ahead. The folks that have lost their homes, that's heartbreaking that they've brought their children and they've had to move out of the area and can't take their pet. And they're just devastated. Mm -hmm. And the kids are heartbroken. They don't understand, you know, exactly what's going on. So what we do is <clears throat> twice a week, I'll FaceTime or videotape the dog playing and they see the dog out happy running. So it helps them feel good that their pet's doing good. Oh, that's really upsetting. because when they leave, it is. Man. I'm telling you, it is a tearjerker when they're leaving, and the kids are just bawling because they got to leave their pet. They've had four or five years, six years. Yeah, it's gonna. Yeah, make I, me I, cry. I, I guess. <laughs> yeah, I guess I just I I didn't have a, a complete appreciation for the people's emotions and that you that you have to juggle on a in a given day, month, year. That's just. You, you, you shoulder a lot of, yeah. of, of, of people's yesterday. Hearts. I was, I was joking. Um, a gentleman lofted, uh, left his dog and very, very hard. He drove the dog up here from, um, Berkeley, just couldn't have the dog. They had to move, lost the place, had to move into an apartment. It's a shepherd. It, they can't have it where they're at. You know, he was just a mess. And I talked to him for 45 minutes and I walked back over and I was kind of scratching my head and I said, how much is therapy again? Is it 16 hours? Is it eight hours? You know, you just, but yeah. I don't want them to feel like I'm rushing them off. I want them to feel comfortable. I always say, if you need to say your goodbye, go to one of the parks, sit in your car, go for a walk. I don't ever rush them that they have to leave because it really mm. is truly, sincerely hard for them to do it. Mm. Yeah, I, 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 I wouldn't have thought of that either. Um, when I think of what you do, I think of it as working with animals, but it's like so, so much of the burden really is the working with people, uh, too. And, uh, yeah. And they're devastated. I mean, yeah. grown men, grown women, just devastated. They have to leave their dog. They're taking their shirt off. They're leaving socks. They're whatever they can do to, you know, keep the pet calm while they're gone. And, um, and then, you know, after about a week, week and a half, we send the videos and then they're feeling pretty good. Yeah. You know, we made the right decision. We're happy. We sit down with the kids. The kids are so happy. Bowie's out running. He's not sad. He doesn't have to be in a kennel, you know, so that helps a lot also. Yeah. yeah. That's amazing that you do all of that too, especially considering that you're not particularly tech savvy and that you, uh, managed to, Keep it to video chat. I just run to one of my kids and say help. Okay. <laughs> awesome. I feel like the help. Miranda's Rescue Facebook page does does pretty well. So yes, I think you're, yeah, you, so you, you must have you've got enough. And... <laughs> yeah. 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 It's doing good now. We have a friend, a friend helping us now that I just sent because I have a hard time getting all the videos and uploading, and I don't know how to put them in sync where they come up a certain day. Mm -hmm. well, a really good friend of mine, um, Amanda, is helping me. She's got like the next week. So okay. I just send her videos. I say what I want to say. And then she puts it up. And it's been amazing. Amazing. That's, you, you have a team. That's a, yes. <laughs> to spread, you to spread to. the fuzzy love. You have to. Yeah. Yeah. Well, cool. Have you, have you well, had a, oh, a chance ahead. at all? I mean, with as people now are hopefully kind of things are turning back around for people a little bit in, in COVID and maybe people getting back to work and things like, have you been able to return anybody's pet to them who had maybe had to give it up or, or maybe that's happened I before, have. but yeah. I have. 
and I don't charge them. And the other thing we do, I've got probably eight dogs here for people that have been um, deployed. You know, we don't have a lot of money, but they're going to have to give up their pet to go serve our country. Right. So I board oh, the wow. dog for free. So if they're wow. gone for six months, I keep him six months. So I've got three wow. dogs are going to be leaving next month. It's, it's the way I give back. I always say yeah. we should give back somehow. Yeah. So that's how I do it. I don't charge them. I keep the pet here. And if they come back and they feel like they don't want it, I can find a home for it. But most of the time they come back and I'm happy to see it's heartwarming that when that dog sees them after six months and yeah. they're yeah. so happy, you know, that's amazing. And they yeah. still remember them. Well, and uh, that's sweet. Well, yeah, oh, they I, do. Yeah. I went to Boston. I went to Boston a year after I adopted out a big uh, Great Dane Pitbull Mastiff. He was actually on the table. They were going to euthanize. He was riding a horse. I just happened to hear my phone. I grabbed it. And my friend said, are you sure? And I said, don't do it. And had him here for <laughs> six months. The gentleman was going to HSU. And I don't adopt the college kids because when they leave, they leave their pets. Right. Well, he sure. had his dad call me. His mom called me. The vet called me. Drove the dog all the way to Boston. And then I missed him. I thought, man, I wish I could just go see Blue. So we drove back. It was about a year. And holy cow, we have it on film. It took him a little while to remember me. But once he realized it was me, he knocked me down. <laughs> he was licking and whining, peed all over my back. I was curled up on the ground. He leveled me. He was 150 pounds. Knocked me down. So they do remember. Wow. They do remember. Uh, well, so, yeah, I, it's, it is such a unique role that you uh, occupy in this in this community, and that and that's part of the reason that you know we wanted to talk to you because like you've said so many things in this hour that I, I would not have had a grasp on of just like you know the way that you have to as you say shoulder people's uh, emotions and hearts and and the way that you deal yeah. with these animals and uh i yeah yeah we, just, we we really appreciate you know you your willingness to to talk to us and 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 share your perspective yeah and thank you, you for you see yeah you see animals in a, thank you guys for calling animals in a way yeah but not many do so yeah so yeah, yes. any, I mean, we're, this is about you know the time that we we allot to these. There's any any anything else you wanted to add or message you wanted to get out to the community? I just appreciate you guys calling me and letting me do this and kind of setting the record straight on a few things. And we've got lots of wonderful animals out here up for adoption. Give us a call. Okay, great. Yeah. As well, long I as just, you're I willing to get them fixed, and you are gonna take uh, good care well, of them. They're fixed and before they, <laughs> they're fixed fixed before there, they leave here. Yes. Yeah. 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 Um, but um, just want to thank the community for all the support because truly I could not do this without them. Everyone yeah. that shops at the thrift stores and everyone that sends donations in the mail and everyone that brings out dog food and cat food. That's what keeps us going. And if uh, people want uh, more information, mirandasrescue.org or uh, the Miranda's Rescue Facebook page is always populated with yes. the cute critters. <laughs> <laughs> always. All right, that's it. And yeah, Shannon Miranda, uh, amazing person as we thought he might be and turned out to, yeah. I yeah, couldn't I, just, I couldn't believe that some of the, the stories that he shared and just learning about all the emotional uh, strife that he has to has to endure uh, just from bittersweet moments to very aggravating <laughs> moments and and uh, yeah. he seems to he, keep a pretty good attitude. He has uh, had to develop 
He, he has had to develop a skill for quickly sizing people up, I'd imagine, just, you know, as he's pondering whether he should adopt this animal to this person or as he's listening to, you know, the story that's being told him by an animal, about an animal that's being dropped off. Like, he's, he's he has an emotional intelligence. Yeah, you think of, a, of a, a person who works with animals as only needing to understand animals, but <laughs> you've yeah. got to understand, well, I guess, you know, people are animals. I forget that sometimes. Deep thoughts, so, Steph. Yeah, yeah, that's what I got <laughs> out of this, is that we yeah. are very complex animals. And yeah. Uh, yeah, I really hope that this will help inspire some people to uh, either adopt a pet, not just on a whim this holiday season, but if you've been seriously considering it for a while, that maybe you will go visit uh, Miranda's rescue and, and find your perfect fit pet for, your, for yourself, for your family or just support them by, you know, going and shopping at one of the local thrift stores or just sending a donation their way. And with that, this animal hopes that you have a, a good rest of your Sunday or whatever day you're listening to this on, on the magic of the World Wide Web. Bye-bye. Once again, we want to remind our listeners that Humble Holding Up is generously sponsored by the North Coast Co-op. You know, as somebody who lives at Arcata and works in Old Town, I spend an awful lot of time going to the co-op, both for my grocery shopping and lunch eating needs. Yeah. What about you, Goff? Well, I mentioned the salad, but the other thing <laughs> I get often is the, uh, I get the, the the sushi, you know, they got the the sushi oh, yeah, yeah. stand there and I, I go and I'll get the the the, the poke bowl. You ever had the poke bowl? Oh yeah. I love the poke bowl. And I also oh. love the the popcorn tofu. That's a that's a fan favorite, I'm told. Very popular in, in Humboldt County. They refer to it as hippie crack. Am I not you heard it here first. <laughs> no, I think it's great. I think uh, you've you've personalized the product. And uh, everybody's going to rush down to the North Coast Co-op to get that hippie crack. That's right. Check out the North Coast Co-op, a Humboldt's organic community-owned grocery store since 1973. You know, speaking of uh, Cypress Grove, as we were a bit ago, uh, I, I assume that most people know, but this is a this is a goat cheese that they're offering. You you, you know that stuff? I, I was aware. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And they very much uh, they they pride themselves on the the health and happiness of their goats. And I am on the uh, cypressgrovecheese.com website, which coincidentally enough is a great place to go and buy Cypress Grove cheese. And I, sure. and I went to their uh, about us uh, slash dairy uh, section, and I'm and I'm looking at uh, nice photos of adorable goats, just looking happier than me really yeah. is what's what's important here and right? you're, and a, I, you're I, a goat man you're a, you're a keeper of goats so you would I appreciate have, this a lot i have some goats but they don't make cheese and i'm no. starting to wonder why they don't they're not pulling their weight is <laughs> yeah what I'm, is so purpose. i'm gonna take my goats uh show them this website on uh my phone and say get to work goats be more <laughs> like the cypress grove goats well i'm happy to hear that cypress go beef some really healthy happy goats and it shows because their cheese is delicious and happy goats make delicious cheese everybody knows that so yeah check everyone. out cypress, <laughs> check out cypressgrove.com buy some of their delicious cheese or you can find it at like any of the lo- local grocery stores like the north coast co-op they're good also a in. sponsor <laughs> good tie-in steph <laughs> thank you